Sign on a port says three's a crown Sign on a port says three's a crown All right, and because three is a crowd, I'm here today once again, as always, in the bunker. It is a smoky, fiery hellscape outside, and I'm not just talking about the normal smoky, fiery hellscape <laughs> that it normally is because we live in a bunker. Today is particularly rough, so we are very happy to be in the bunker, unlike normal when it feels like a burden. Yes. How are you today, Kelly, on this smoky, terrible day? Grateful to be in an air-conditioned building that's yes. safe from... The fire escape outside. That's true. It is also IPA Day, International IPA Day, whatever, whatever day. You know, it's like Cheeseburger Day sometimes. Today happens to be IPA Day. So we are drinking from the Backwoods Brewing Company, an experimental, their experimental forest series. This is called Scalar Single Hop. Hmm. So smells fun. It doesn't smell fun. It smells not great. Yeah, but it's going to be, well, let's do it. Let's take it. Hmm. I think it's good. That's yeah. delicious. See, it's one of the. It's not going to be like the refreshing IPA, you know, the fun citrus. But it is a little fruit. Oh, it's passion fruit. Passion That's fruit. It is. Yeah, it's like, it's it has a, a little, little fruit kick. to it. Yeah. Very good. Good job, guys. We are, of course, sponsored by the Backwoods Brewing Company. It's fucking only. This, of course, is Side on the Window, where we choose a random Bob Dylan song uh, out of, I think we're at like, what, six? Well, 500, right? We're in the 500s? Yes, we've done 500 songs. Five. Okay. <laughs> We have not done 500 songs, Are but we have sure? like we have like 500 left. Kind of felt like more it. than 500. Right. Uh, we pick it at random. We live with it for the week. We sort of see our lives through the song, if that's even possible, and we treat it like a normal piece of art. We treat it like a single that you're going to get from, you know, maybe not your favorite band in the world or your favorite band in my case, but you just kind of it shows up, right? It shows up on Friday or whatever day in your Spotify, and you say, "Listen, I'm going to listen to this my release radar playlist." Thanks, Spotify. We're treating it like a normal piece of art. We're not coming at it with any preconceptions or trying to, I guess, in my case. And we uh, meet together at the end of the week and we talk about it. We talk about lots of stuff. So I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has listened to roughly the same number of songs as the number of people that the architect tells Neo that he must have to repopulate Zion in The Matrix Reloaded. Oh. Oh. And today we're listening. Yeah, can you guess? Uh... No. No. Is it a billion? No. Oh my god, we're not at a billion. <laughs> and today we are talking about Man, man Gave Names gave name to, to all, all the animals. animals. Yes. All right, so that was Man Gave Names to All the Animals from 1979's Slow Train Coming. As you misinterpreted last week, we have heard Slow Train before. Yeah. But not the album Slow Train Coming. So this was actually recorded, this song was recorded on May 4th, 1979, in six takes in Muscle Shoals uh, Recording Studio in Sheffield, Alabama, 1979. Uh, and according to backup singer Regina Havis-Brown, who said that originally Bob Dylan was not... Uh, too keen on putting this on the record it took her three-year-old son singing and laughing along with the song 
that kind of uh, convinced him to put it on the record. Now, I don't know if that's completely true or anything like that. It also has a chorus, which instantly I thought of. You were probably pretty stoked about that. Words I could hear and remember and repeat back. What a chorus. What a chorus. <laughs> um, Americans ended up naturally hating this record and hating this song in particular um it's had a bit of a life of its own though um it even as late as 1987 like what eight years after it came out it was charting in belgium and france oh weird and he brought it back in concert just to appease them like for whatever reason i don't know rolling stone did a reader's poll in 2013 as to what the worst bob dylan song was this came at number four what one though Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35, was number three. Gotta Serve Somebody, which is the first song on this record, was number two. Dylan and the Dead. Wiggle Wiggle was number one. <laughs> <laughs> Without any doubt, Wiggle Wiggle is by far the worst Bob Dylan song. And you know what? Uh, I don't agree with that, although Rainy Day definitely deserves a place very, very low. But Wiggle Wiggle is the undisputed champion of worst. <laughs> although this one, in its own way, is up there. But I think we both... Find a little bit of love for the song yeah. in a weird kind of way. Rolling Stone said that it was not very profound, but it was clever at times. And it went over live pretty well. People kind of found themselves taken away by it. Because it's kind of fun, you know, get like the backup singer sing in. And, and you know the words. And you know the words. It's very simple. Um, he would also play, play around with it live, too. He would say, like, um, you know, it wasn't too small. It wasn't too big. Hmm, I think I'll call it a pig draft. See, he would, he would play. See, now I feel taken advantage of. But, but wouldn't you just be like, like oh, Bob. I don't like that at all. Speaking of Wiggle Wiggle, the Wiggles ended up covering this for their Furry Tale CD in 2013. I believe it. Sounds right. And it also was published as a, um, as a children's book uh, illustrated by Jim Arn- Arnosky. Hmm. And it comes along with the song. Um, so we'll get into more of the song itself, kind of what we think about it in a moment. But... Really quick, I guess the overall context obviously comes from the Bible. It comes from Genesis 2, verse 19 and 20. Quote, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of all the air and to every beast in the field. But let's get into the animals that are mentioned in the Bible. Not in the Bible. In the song. In the song, which is not a Bible of any kind, because if you live your life by this song, (laughs) you're really not going to go anywhere. So, Kelly, we sought out facts for this. Like, I wanted you to fact check Bob Dylan, but I think we found ourselves falling in love again with bears and cows and sheep. Well, I still fact check Bob Dylan. Bears! In the verse... Saw an animal that liked to growl, big furry paws, and he liked to howl. Great big furry back and furry hair. I guess I call him a bear, right? Well, bears don't howl. They can make noise that kind of similar when they're really scared. I'll play a clip of it real quick. That's a long... They call it a moan for obvious reasons. 
less of a growl, though. Yeah. Sounds like a lawnmower. So not a howl, especially not as we think of from, like, a wolf, which they use to communicate, like, through very long distances to find members of their pack and do other stuff, right? Um, that noise, though, is actually really super sad because that's a bear trapped in a cage. Like, they only make that noise when they're really scared. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. But that's the closest, like, howl sound they make. They do, like, little snorting thing, no, like, no right. noises. But they rarely ever actually growl and they, or howl. They don't do that at all, but unlike cats or dogs, uh, they use right. tongue clicks and snorts and chomping sounds sometimes. Baby bears will scream, like, sounds like people screaming Amazing. when they're scared. Uh, but bears are usually silent when they're feeding or playing. They are furry, though, so point for Bob Dylan. Nice. Fun fact about bears, bears can smell a carcass from several kilometers away. Nice. Yeah. Because I knew that you were going to be bringing up facts, I didn't want to be left out. So I also have some facts. Well, (laughs) outdone is one thing, but usually you're just bringing the heat. And I was like, you know what? I want to join this heat. Nice. Make super heat like it is outside. Super heat. Super heat. So I want to, I'm going to be looking at everything through the eyes of Africa. Only because that's where human beings came from. So like, what was it like to have bears in Africa? Would you like to know? Yeah. Because there weren't bears in Africa. However, the Romans brought bears from the Atlas Mountains over well, I guess the, there were bears in the Atlas Mountains, which is like right across from Spain. So in theory, in a world they could have been traveling across, but then the you know Gibral- the the Strait of Gibraltar hmm. they can't get through anymore. Um, however, the Romans would take this bear that's called the Atlas Bear. It is extinct at this point. They would move it around basically to have games with it to put people up against it. To have bears fight each other. Oh, like gladiator pits. Gladiator yeah, yeah. stuff, absolutely. So um, it's it's kind of akin to a, an American black bear, but it was stouter and thicker in body. They were nine feet long, weighed up to 1,000 pounds, but they ate roots, acorns, and nuts. Yeah. Although they do believe that they were also – they could eat meat if they oh, needed to. Oh, like they were omnivores. Yeah, but, but the question – because we've obviously never seen one. Where did this bear come from? There are significant DNA links – to polar bears. Oh. So way to go, Romans, just killing those bears. I like this. We're sharing knowledge. Though. Sharing knowledge. It's not just about Bob Dylan. It's right. It's yeah, nice. because this song just is not very good. So <laughs> <laughs> This song is fine. It's fine. We'll get to it. This, hey, listen, we're going to get to the song later, so let's chill. Let's talk about cows. All right. Saw an animal up on the hill, chewing up so much grass until she was filled. And the grossest line in a Bob Dylan oh, song. Is- he saw milk coming out, but didn't know how. Ugh. I guess I'll call it a cow after I finish throwing up. He saw milk coming out. Ugh. Just so, so gross. I'm sorry. Just the most <laughs> disgusting thing he said in any of the songs I've listened to, bar none. Cows do eat grass and can walk up hills, so that one checks out. <laughs> cows have to have a baby to produce milk. They typically do this once a year. Cows can have calves once they are two years old. They stay pregnant for nine months, of which they are milked for the first seven. Cows are milked twice a day usually in the morning and then at night. It takes five-ish minutes for a cow to be milked. It takes 50 to 70 hours for milk, or sorry, for a cow to turn grass into milk. So they don't actually wow. have four stomachs, by the way. They have one stomach that has four chambers. chambers and yeah. each one, that's like the cud thing, right? So they eat a bunch of grass and they digest it into the first compartment of their stomach. They spit it back up in their mouth and chew it again and then digest it in the second. How many members. chambers does the Wu-Tang Clan have? 36. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's 50 to 70 hours to make 
the milk from eating it on that hill. They can produce between 25 and 40 liters of milk a day. Fun fact, five countries in the world have more cattle than people. Uruguay, New, New Zealand, Zealand, Argentina, Australia, and Brazil. All of the best meat places on earth to eat. They say that the Argentinian and Brazilian beef oh, yeah. is to die for. Well, Kobe, Japan, just saying. Oh, they massage up? the cows also, like, all day. there's like not enough room for any cows in <laughs> Japan. There's special mountain cows that get massaged. They're special. That's fucking great. <laughs> I want to be a special mountain cow. So for me, if we're going away from Japan, we're going back to Africa. <laughs> so this is uh, in Zululand, which is going to be like south, southern Africa. Um, in, tra- in a traditional Zulu household, the cattle, they're in the center of a household, essentially. And all the doors face into it um, where the cattle spend every evening. So oh. the cattle sleep right in the middle, which is weird. Um, cows have been historically important to Zulu uh, society. They link families together through marriage, legitimize children, embody the ruler's power, and are part of ancestral religions. One of the most rigid rules of historical Zulu society even practiced today is that sour milk, which comes from the cow, as we know from Bob Dylan, right. can only be shared within a family group. Also, why would you want to share it, the sour milk? But maybe I like have to do it because you can't wait. I don't know. Oh, there's that one tribe in Africa, the runners, that like have cattle as their whole thing. Malawi? Um, that's wrong. Maybe we can have a robot enter that information. Oh. <laughs> uh, Another world, my friend. But they have really bright red cloth, and they, they use they put like pigment in their hair. But anyway, they drink the blood. I know what you're saying. And uh, the sour milk of the cows, and they like they all their shit they get from the cow that they herd. That's yeah. their main trade. Yeah, that was another, that's what I really didn't get into. It was like cows are pretty ubiquitous, and you know they've got lots of them. Yeah. So I have to find something random to talk about to be interesting on a podcast. So let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> All right, what are we, we're moving on to an animal that liked to snort horns on his head, and they weren't too short. Looked like there wasn't nothing that it couldn't pull. He could, he couldn't pull. Sorry, I think I'll call it a bull. Nice. Not all bulls have horns. It depends on the breed. Cows can have horns too. Bulls that have been oh, speaking. Sorry, back to horns. Sometimes cows' horns are actually longer than bulls' horns, depending on the breed. So. Oh, so knock against Dylan. Way to go. Twice. You're being a little vague, Bob. You need to. Be specific. Yeah, man. What type of breed? What exact breed? What know. exact region? Yeah, is it the What's brown kind? Is it a black cow? Is it a white and black cow? Need more. Need more. Bulls that have been castrated are called steers, ox, or bullock. Although bullock might mean specifically a young bull. Hmm. Bulls or oxen can pull two and a half to three times their weight, and they some bulls can reach 2,400 pounds. So you're talking 6,000 pounds or three tons wow. that one bull can pull. So. Wow. Thick bull lot. Yeah. He wasn't kidding about that either. Fun fact, it's not the color of the cape that attracts bulls in bullfighting, but the motion of the cape itself. Nice. There you go. He saw an animal leaving a muddy trail, real dirty face and curly tail. He wasn't oh. too small and he wasn't too big. He was a medium-sized pig. Oh, shit. God. People are unsure of pigs. Whoop, let me start the sentence over again. That's how it ends. People are unsure of pigs. Uh, People aren't sure if pigs wallow in mud because they don't have sweat, like have or never have had sweat glands, or if they lost their sweat glands because they like to wallow, if it was an evolutionary thing. But they don't have sweat glands. They don't. Okay, good. Yeah. I I thought you were about to just, like, blow my mind, because, like, the four facts about pigs I would ever know, one of those is that. That's why they do it, because they can't. Cool. Yeah. At least they have it, but we don't know why they have it. They also use mud baths to scrape off parasites. Pigs are genetically related to hippos and whales. Uh, not all pigs have curly tails. That also depends on the breed. 
Fun fact. Pigs are also genetically similar to humans. Pig heart valves are able to be used as replacement human heart valves. Whoa. Yeah. I kind of want a pig heart valve. (laughs) All right. So going back to Africa, not to Zululand uh, specifically, although kind of. Well, Timon and Pumbaa. Pumbaa is a warthog. That's big. So they, they went there. I mean, they've been there forever. I guess the the the, two, the one interesting thing about pigs, I guess, in Africa that I could find on a very quick research trip <laughs> is that people do think that pigs were domesticated in Africa. Oh, okay. Just because, again, you have Egypt and all this kind of stuff. So people were there, lots of people. They're around a the river. There's pigs. We're making pigs things. And as we'll see with other animals in a moment, you can't always domesticate these creatures. So we did. Also, going back to Zululand, sort of. South Africa, there's a ska band called Hog Hoggity Hog. Just nice. wanna just wanna put that out there. Nice. Uh, South African ska. South African ska. Next animal. That's that's what the line is. Next animal that he did meet had wool on its back and hooves on its feet, eating grass on a mountainside so steep. I think I'll call it a sheep. There are a billion sheep in the world. Whoa. China has the largest number of sheep, which I did not call. Oh, uh, makes sense. Americans, not a big fan of lamb. In 2007, the average American ate 87 pounds of chicken, 65 of beef, 50 of pork, 17 of turkey, and one of lamb. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I had lamb. Real I know. talk. I don't not like it, but it's really a very specific meal you go for almost at a restaurant. I, I've never made lamb. I've never Me either. Tried. I've never actually even had a lamb chop or anything. I've had lamb, especially in Europe and stuff, because they make kebabs and things out of it. Like, yeah. you'll have it in a ground form. Um, and, we, like, gyros sometimes are lamb, too, traditionally. So it's like, it, it exists, but I've never had. And obviously lamb chops are a thing, too, but I've just never had. Never yeah, had. I think most people, even if they call them lamb chops, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they were actually just pork chops. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I, my mom, I think, used it interchangeably. Because when Weird. you said lamb chops, I didn't think about it. Then I was like, wait, I've totally done it. But then, no, it's kind of both. I, Weird. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just like, because lamb chop sounds, I mean, either way, it's like you're eating an animal. But, I don't know, lamb chop is, sounds sweet. Well, you know, the puppet. Yeah. Lamb chops, playing along with Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, okay. Nice. Gay sheep. Approximately 8% of male sheep seek sex exclusively from other male sheep. Mm, that's a lot of sheep. Out of a billion. That's a crazy, crazy percentage to be sighting. How do they know? Hey, I mean, man. they're taken from a sample. Same as I would imagine. Yeah. But I mean, where's the like, sample from? I'm going to find. <laughs> and that's a good. I wonder if any one country produces. Yeah. Like, the gayest sheep. Hmm. I want to go to Gay Sheep Island. Let's go. And it's like, that's where we're going to do our research. <laughs> Uh, wool cloth has existed as far back as 10,000 BC. Well, this is two fun facts. Uh, this is all fun facts. Okay, nice. so Bob, I, I should have mentioned this. Bob got all of this right. I mean, they do have wool. <laughs> they do have hooves. I love that we grass. expected for him to just be wrong, even though we could guess every animal that was coming yeah. based on what he was saying. But yeah. we want to prove him wrong so bad. Well, I mean, he's doing okay. I mean, some of his stuff is off as we've gone over, but yeah. it's fine. In 2009, an eight-month-old Scottish ram named... Oh, man. Deveron Vale Perfection was sold in Scotland to a farmer for breeding for $380,000. Oh. <laughs> one ram. One Scottish <laughs> ram. 
That's like the <laughs> little Sebastian of Rams. Oh, yeah. Amazing. You're $380,000 in the wind. <laughs> That's how it goes. Okay. And so for me, uh, the sheep, sheep first entered North Africa via Sinai, the, which is on, in, well, I guess that's technically Egypt. Egypt took it back from Israel, who did, whatever. Sinai Peninsula kind of came in through there. They were present throughout ancient Egyptian history and society uh, thousands and thousands of years ago. Sheep have always been a part of subsistence farming in Africa. But today, the only country that keeps a significant number of commercial sheep is South Africa, with 28.8 million head of sheep. That's a lot of sheep. That's a lot of sheep. And then in 2002, further genetic analysis revealed that there are only four distinct varieties of Ethiopian sheep. You got the short, fat-tailed, the long, (laughs) fat-tailed, the fat-rumped, and the (laughs) thin-tailed. Now you know. They thought there were dozens, but... Nope. Just four. Just four. Mostly revolving around the thinness or fatness. <laughs> That's got a fat ass. That's a thin ass. Listen, guys, there's, I'm looking at it. There's only four. There's only four. Oh, all right. Detailed, obviously. Sorry. Our last animal. I mean, actually. Oh, I mean, we don't know what animal it is, so I'm That's curious what you true. think. I mean, I went predictable. He saw an animal smooth as glass, mm. slithering his way through the grass. Saw him disappear by a tree near a lake. And then we'll never know. Was it a snake? I don't know. Could really, it could. If there's other answers out there, uh, viewers, please, listeners, please well, let us that know. That made me beg the question. Oh, yes. What slithers that isn't a snake? The answer is really underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready. A caterpillar. Salamanders, croc- crocodilian reptiles, and uh. legless lizards can slither. Now, what the hell is a legless, legless lither? Wow, lizard, <laughs> if not just a goddamn snake. Yeah. So. It has oh, arms, but not legs. Kind of. You're actually on the right track. So, pygopidae, pygopidae, sure. Snake lizards, or flap-footed lizards, or legless lizards, are a family of squamates, scaled reptiles, with reduced or absent limbs. They're a type of gecko. They have long, slender bodies with no eyelids, just like snakes, but they have external ears, flat, unforked tongues... And a vestigial and vestigial hind limbs that form small flattened flaps. Fun fact: the decapitated head of a snake can still bite even up to an hour later after it's been cut in half, or like cut from the head. Nice. Actually, uh, there's been three three attacks, two deaths of a snake that's been like this head's been removed oh, and then shit. bit. Yeah, there's a Chinese chef Fuck a couple that. years ago. What a <laughs> chef about to make some snake stuff? Yeah, King Cobra super soup something, and he cut the head off, and 20 minutes later, he went to go grab the head. And he died? Him and, yeah, I killed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, man, I just got snake worship. I mean, that's why you worship them. They can take you down in hey, a second. snake worship, I learned about that last week for a different thing that we do sometimes. It's true, so that's why I tried to keep the... Ouroboros! Ouroboros kept it out of here. So an earthen pot was found with a rainbow snake adorning it in Africa. There are four snakes on the side. One is called... G G B I, B B. Sure, B. Yeah, probably B. B. Right, uh, the life-giving snake, Lee for protection. Liwi, who is associated with Wu, the god of the sea, and Fa, the messenger of the gods. Ancient Egyptians worshipped snakes, especially the cobra. The cobra was not only associated with the sun god Ra, but also plenty of their other deities as well. So that's Africa. Gotta take a 
wait, I'm not done. Because I believe last week you were excited about the song because you wanted to hear about a bunch of other animals. Oh, snap. So I went ahead and looked them up. So if you forgot your list last week, I made orangutans, zebras, water buffaloes, (laughs) lemurs, ibex, and tapers. Did I accidentally name only African animals? No, you no, because not all of these are African. Okay. And that's what's great about this. So let's do the rundown. Nice. Orangutans are from Asia, not Africa. Done. That's <laughs> it. But they are endangered, so please <laughs> don't kill orangutans. Don't kill them. That's it. <laughs> Done. Zebras, good call. Definitely in Africa. Also, you didn't know Africa was going to be like the thing to do. That's so. true. All their stripes are unique. Oh wow! Like we also, yeah, absolutely. We also tried to domesticate them. But due to the zebra's more unpredictable nature and tendency to panic under stress, it didn't work. <laughs> and according to a folktale out of Namibia, the zebra was once all white, but acquired its black stripes after a fight with the baboon over a water hole. After kicking the ba- baboon so hard, the zebra lost his balance, tipped over a fire, and the fire sticks left scorch marks along its white coat. Dope as Zebra out. stripes are grill marks. Nice. That's it, basically. <laughs> water buffaloes. Nope, native to Southeast Asia. There is an African buffalo, though. Owing to its unpredictable nature, it is highly dangerous to humans. People have died. The African buffalo has never been domesticated, unlike the Asian counterpart, Mm -hmm. because they're losers. (laughs) Lemurs. Madagascar. Fucking old. They might be the oldest, like, sort of like... Yeah, because they're also incredibly unique. So, as you said... Madagascar. So t- 62 to 65 million years ago, Whoa. they crossed the Mozambique Channel, which at the time, because of plate tectonics, was a lot slimmer of a channel. Now, people have been debating this for a long time, and it wasn't until technology sort of caught up. But they found out, basically, that the distance between Madagascar and Africa today is way too long. And so because of where Madagascar was to Africa, lemurs just took a ride. They just got on some leaf boat some debris <laughs> just rode over to madagascar which is fucking amazing isolated in madagascar with only a limited number of mammals or mammalian competitors the lemurs uh, didn't have to compete with anybody which is why they thrived and why they're still like crazy there today uh they didn't have they didn't have squirrels and also monkeys uh, didn't develop until later so the lemurs were already ready at that point there weren't monkeys already there because monkeys are fucking dicks <laughs> uh, the intelligence, the aggression, the deceptiveness, uh, you know, would have killed them. Yeah. But the lemurs were already, they saw those monkey tricks throughout time. So they were ready to go. Crazy. I had no idea. So I this whole Madagascar so thing, yeah, they're nice. just chilling. Ibex. I mean, I guess all of these are probably really old, but I found that fascinating. Just like on an island by themselves. That's pretty unique. They accidentally found the perfect way to survive. Accidentally got there. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> ibex. There's only two types of ibex. If you don't know what they are, they're crazy looking goat things. They're I love South it. American. They like look like a weird. They're yeah, like a weird goat. They're like a desert goat. Deer goat. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, there's two of them: alpine and the Nubi- uh, Nubian. The alpine obviously is not in Africa. The Nubian is. Uh, they're found in Algeria, Egypt, Ethiopia, Sudan. Finally, tapers. Yeah. Did not know how to spell them. Didn't quite know what they were. T-A-P-I-R. They're freaky. They inhabit jungle and forest regions (laughs) in South America, Central America, and Southeast Asia. So no African connections. Closest relatives are other odd-toed ungulates, including horses, donkeys, zebras, and rhinos. 
Right. But they are freaky, elephant, weird-looking n- nose things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're generally shy, but they have powerful jaws. In 1998, zookeeper in uh, Oklahoma City was mauled and had his arm severed. Holy shit. After opening the door to a female taper's enclosure to push food inside. The kid was there. Don't fuck with their kids. You know, don't fuck with anyone's kids. Human life or animal life, especially. they will kill you. And then in the prehistoric sequences in the science fiction film... 2001 a space odyssey tapers appear alongside primitive hominids in africa as we've just learned in a previous sentence not true there's no evidence of them ever existing in africa and we're probably at it just because they look prehistoric yeah because they kind of do they look like something out of this world so anyways i fulfilled hopefully your wish list of what bob dylan could have talked about but i couldn't even imagine him thinking about these great animals but they are amazing so i hope that helped that's great so I, on my weekly mission to find a picture that can go on the front of my booklet that is not infringing upon copyright usage, just <laughs> found this picture of a dude peeking out of a window with a little rooster outside. Oh, yeah. That is an illustration it's from nice. a book that was published in 1755. This is a popular British nursery rhyme or cum- and cumulative tale called This is the House That Jack Built. You might be familiar with it. So this no. So this picture is actually from a book that some another guy you might know, Randolph Caldecott of the Caldecott Medal. No, no. So he was a. Your life is way different than mine. Okay. Well, I don't know. You like books. But what's a Caldecott Medal? The Caldecott Medal is uh, awarded to the artist of the most distinguished American picture book Uh, for children from the previous year since 1937. Okay. I always just didn't read. It, oh, it was a reading word kind of thing? No, it was just a... It, you just see the silver right, and you on, know, yeah. but I don't... I never actually looked at what it was, because it was just a bunch of letters to me. No. That's hilarious that you would say that. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so he was a real person, Randolph Caldecott, from 1846. Oh. He was born in England and died in 1886 in St. Augustine, Florida, because he ended up moving there at some point in his life. But yeah, he was... I hope so. Yeah. He was taken there by hostage <laughs> and, and then murdered. And then died. So yeah, he wrote a lot of... Um, illustrated a lot, a lot of children's books. And I guess every year he would do two around Christmas time for England. And just... I don't know, he seems like a really nice person. He died when he was 39 and just like really oh, wow. liked drawing books for kids and stuff. So... Wow. That's this is honest. the house that Jack built. Was It's an older nursery rhyme uh, it's possibly based off something that came around in the 1500s um, but this version of it the first published version of it was in 1755 so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it it's really long but it's a cumulative rhyme right so the first line is this is the house that Jack built this is the malt that lay in the house that Jack built this is the rat that ate the malt that lay in the house that Jack built right and it goes on forever so I'm going to do the last verse what has it all oh, right cool. this is the horse and the hound and the horn that belonged to the farmer sowing his corn that kept the rooster that crowed in the ro- in the morn crowed. It's not that's the word. That kept the rooster that crowed in the morn. That woke the judge all shaven and shorn. That married the man all tattered and torn. That kissed the maiden all forlorn. That milked the cow with the crumpled horn. That tossed the dog. That worried the cat. That killed the rat. That ate the malt. That lay in the house that Jack built. Fucking a. So that's all our animals, right? Yeah. We got a lot of animals there. That's so. amazing. Yeah. Well, that really tied it all together. <laughs> So let's finish this out. So let's let's actually just really quickly talk about the song. Um, I don't think that there's a whole lot more to say. I think we both enjoyed that element of it. 
Yeah. I think it's like keeping two two minds eye essentially. One is that you do know, obviously, with the snake, especially this is a religious song. Man gave giving names to the animals, like of course. But then there's that that nursery element, that that rhyme, the simple rhyme scheme that just you know kids are laughing with and enjoying that almost warms your heart, and it's such a nice thing. I think we both agree that we wouldn't bump this shit while driving down the road we're not really i don't think i would ever really listen to this again i knew what this song was before i put it on i don't know if there was a mood i would ever be in that i was like this is time for getting all the animals right exactly <laughs> do i want to know more about bears and shit yes but it's got a, it's super fucking catchy it's got a it's cute right. little reggae beat it's just like the most inoffensive little rhymey song and it sounds like, great i mean again that's that's the slow well train coming for sure production yeah. that we will get into more when we talk about some of the bigger songs I guess the only things that I thought if we were going to get a little bit deeper was essentially like, what is the song about? So for me, I was thinking like, you know, it's sort of, it's kind of a bleaker look because it's a man, essentially mankind claiming dominion, you know, over the animals. I mean, to give something a name is to give, well, it's to give your own self power by saying you are called this and to take away its power. Now, it's weird when you're talking about animals because the animal's not asking for its power or anything like that. But, you know, if I were to call you something... And only call you that. Or if you wanted to be called something and I refuse to call you that, we're talking – it's a power dynamic. Oh, um, wow. That's a huge, like, political statement, too. Well, no. Yeah, of course. No, I, no, but, like, that's, that's like, a big thing. You're talking about power. Like, that's – yeah. That, that, that's well, that's what's that happening power, here. Sure. It's hard to think yeah. about animals. Again, we're just, like, vaguely calling an animal a bear. bear. The bear is just <laughs> like – I'm just like, I got to go. <laughs> I got to look for a fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you called it a fish yet? I don't know. Am I using the right terminology? Can I eat it? Exactly. So it's it's weird to talk about animals in that way, but it is true that, like, in a sense, we created Adam, God created Adam, to take <laughs> dominion over the world. And there are people today who operate their countries and run their governments, I think we know who we're looking at, who fundamentally believe that God gave us the world to do with what we please. And when we run it into the ground and we all die and Christianity goes away, as it will, it's just a religion, then the next form of life will spring up after we've ruined it. And who knows what sort of weird shit they're going to think of uh, in terms of dominion and taking over the planet. Because that's where we're going. I mean, that's why we've gone and done all the things we've done, is that we believe that this is for us, for us to cultivate, for us to destroy if we want to. And so... You just got this guy naming animals, but he doesn't know what's to come. And that's almost a perfect little poetic thing in the way we treat our own lives. We do little things, but they contribute largely to something that we can't even conceive of, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years, a thousand years from now. What we're doing today is going to be detrimental to what could be happening in the future. So way to go, Adam. You really (laughs) fucked everything up. I hope you think about that. I mean, you could have called it anything but a pig. And if you just changed that. We would have just, the world would have been a lot different. Now, I don't want to do this a lot, but I, I really need to j- jump in one last time. This is the last thing I'll say about it. The internet. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Hilarious. So, of course, with any Bob Dylan Christian song, you're going to get the weirdos. You're going to get the nuts, people. So we delved into this with Ring Them Bells, which we had a lot of great rando examples about. Um, I'm not going to get into that because people have read real deep into, like, Bob's use of the snake in the final verse that leads him to an epiphany of God because, like, he pales in comparison. He's naming these animals, and at the end, he, this animal has no arms or legs. God is real. You know, something like what? that. So that, and that's, you know, people have seen something like that. The 
the tiring repetition is essentially like a tribute to how man's inflated sense of self is so deeply ingrained in the human psyche, almost to the point of brainwashing. What the fuck? People yeah. just Dylan's rhymes, rhymes are so simple and only comment on, which I, it's kind of true, so simple, and they only comment on physical characteristics. This shallowness of perception and understanding characterizes the stereotypes that humans place upon one another as well. Like, fine, All, everything you're saying is interesting when you read it as, like, insanely as possible this is just a nursery rhyme and and for the most part like people shout it down are like i kind of like what you're saying it's not that like you're inherently wrong but, but these like, are the reachiest reaches the reachiest reaches and also you know bob wasn't doing that you know he was <laughs> just like writing some shit down what rhymes with pig all right i got it i got it like and also again i think we kind of talked about it a little bit but i think somebody like michael gray would look down and say what you're doing right there by intellectualizing to the furthest reaches is basically um, saying that nursery rhymes and like simple rhyme schemes and children's songs are inherently less valuable than normal songs, than whatever, whatever, whatever. So you're basically saying that this song might suck, but there's a reason why it sucks and you should listen to it because of all of these c- completely crazy Overtones when really it's just a song that's supposed to teach kids about what the animals are, but also appeal almost to adults. It's like a perfect. It's like Madagascar the movie. You got the fun for the kids, and then you got the dirty jokes for the for the parents. This is that. You got the fun for the kids, and then at the end you get the darkness that your parents are like, "Yeah, that's right. The world's fucked." And the kids like, "Is it a snake? I don't know. Maybe it's whatever the reptile." <laughs> thing that you know they start like debating lizard, like this lizard. lizard and they start debating amongst themselves and the parents are like yeah death is coming for you little kids death is coming it's gonna be great oh man sweet bliss anyways so that's so you know i think with a lot of bob dylan that is the overarching like desire is to just go deep on some bullshit he's not making a statement by how slow he sings or how stilted the rhymes are like he just needed a song to fill a record because even on the record those songs are not like lacking for so he did it on purpose i mean i don't know what else there is to say like this is just a song it's cute and leave it alone however i do want to read one internet concept if you will indulge me (laughs) and this is absolutely amazing um so again if you are this person i will restate what i said and ring them bells there is no invalid contributions to this like it you know your version of i want you was amazing because the right version <laughs> correct and so this is the right version for this person right. so any sense of mockery you might get is really just it's your imagination that we're laughing at <laughs> you have a bad imagination no it's, it's your imagination day. is almost too too crazy i can't even understand you're just not in your understood in your time man yeah you're not understood in your time this this is the future of bob dylan uh, criticism so i i'm just going to kind of go with it so let me know what you're thinking as we go all right so this is this person, which I'm not going to call out. I'm not going to say where I got it from. You can probably find it on the internet if you want. Yes. I'm so excited. He starts this song with a simple introduction about himself. And I thought right off the bat, it was like, oh, is he the man giving the name? Like, I thought that's what right, it was. Right, well, that makes sense. Uh, no. Uh, t- well, okay. Let me just read it exactly how it says, because if I start breaking myself up, I'm going to lose the beauty of this. He started this song with a simple introduction about himself. To those who really know slash understand him well. He calls himself the bear. What? The real starting point of the song started on the second verse. He was describing a cow. Why? Second verse. He was 
she means third verse, I think. Uh, second verse. He was describing a bull. We know that cows and bulls belong to the same family. Why did he describe two similar species of animals twice? To highlight the number two, please refer to the Quran, Surah, verse two. Okay. Fourth verse, because again, we skipped third, because bull. Fourth verse, he's describing a pig. But not to say describing, the man was pointing at the lifestyle slash misspelled habitat of pigs. Dirty. <laughs> he wasn't too big. He wasn't too small. Wasn't too big. Refers to there's nothing great about the animal. The man doesn't like nor eat it. Eat what? I don't know. Fifth, sheep. Had wool on his back and hooves of feet. Man paying tribute? Why? Eating grass on a mountainside so steep. He was describing, he was describing the strong side. Might have the animals to describe how he liked the animal? Why? What? Question. What was Muhammad's occupation slash the way he made a living? We will have long discussion about Muhammad. Really? We will have a long discussion about Muhammad if I describe Precious Angel. Well, that's another song on the record. Oh. Apparently about Muhammad, I guess. Right. Finally, quote, snake. As all of you may have guessed what animal was in the verse. She, she knows. Smooth as glass, slithering his way through the grass. Saw him disappear by a tree near the lake. Haven't we all learned how the devil works? What even? What? Fire. I mean, okay, the pig thing, yeah, you're not supposed to eat pigs according to the Bible, right? But Well, no, not the Bible, the Quran. Oh, yeah, that's, they're referencing that's the Quran. Islam. Also, throwing Muhammad in there, like, we're all the fuck over the place right there. We're, yeah. He's clearly a born-again Christian. That's his whole jizzy jam. And we are having her, like, talking about Muhammad. And, like, we're going to go to Precious Angel, which is about Jesus. And we're going to talk about Muhammad. Now you're just, like, trying to be something, girl. And you're not going to do it. What do you want him to be? Like, I don't know. I'm like, really confused. I don't know. I, I want to leave it there because there's a lot of questions that I have there. I think there's a lot of questions as to why this song exists. But you know what? We live in a world where it just exists. It's better that they both exist. It's true. It's amazing. All right. So let's end the episode with our recommendations really quick. We'll be back, obviously, on Thursday to talk about these more at length. So really quickly, Kelly, in addition to naming animals and doing all that bullshit, living your life, what else captivated you this week? Well, because of our playlist... Um, I was reintroduced to a band that you played me a long time ago of Montreal, mm. specifically their album, Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer? So I recommend that because it's great, mm -hmm. especially the song we ended up putting on the playlist, uh, which was uh, The Past is a Grotesque Animal. It's amazing. Anyway, so that we'll talk about that later. Um, and then also I reference things that I hear on this podcast all the time, but I've never actually recommended the podcast, I don't think. But maybe I have. And if this is a repeat, I'm sorry. I thought you were about to talk about our podcast. I've never recommended Sun on the Window. Oh, God. That's no, where I sorry. thought you were going no, with no. Okay. Within our podcast, I've never talked about how <laughs> great our podcast is. Cause I'm, I'm going to recommend our podcast, <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, International Waters, hosted by Dave Holmes, former oh, MTV VJ. Uh, he also writes for Esquire. He's just a generally pretty funny is person. Is it about music? I mean, I, what is no, it's not, oh, actually. Really? It's a game show, kind of. 
but it's a a podcast and it basically gets two american and two british comedians um to to play uh like a pop culture game and uh the people he has on there all the time are hilarious and it's people from all different comedy backgrounds but they always have the best recommendations at the end of there and i've heard so many things anyway it's funny podcast international waters it's part of maximum fun about this okay that's why i'm here there you go (laughs) i basically listen to the show just for your recommendations (laughs) i recommend arcade fire the band everything now you listen to at the end of all of arcade fire very important so don't start there listen to them all and then go there i also recommend free throws bear your mind uh, in general, I'm just going to keep doing it. One day we're going to talk about it. I recommend 1776. <laughs> 17.776 by John Boyce. Today might not be the day. It's not the day. Today's not the day. So next week I'll recommend it again. Oh I want to recommend two interviews that I heard. One uh, one was on Fresh Air with Billy Bragg. We'll get into it more because I think it speaks to a lot of stuff that we've been talking about. Um, and then I also want to recommend Waxahachie was on the Watch podcast uh, in the Ringer Network. So I would recommend that as well if you enjoyed Out in the Storm from a couple weeks ago yeah. came out I think uh, mid mid July so well, you about two re- weeks recommended ago. her book? two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. and uh, I re-listened to the record today it's it's as solid as it was two weeks ago let me tell you <laughs> alright so that's the end of the show um, we appreciate you listening and watching and playing along and I hope you learned a lot of stuff about animals so many animal I mean, you can re- yeah you can really go impress your friends I think you could sing them this song. Oh, my God. And or, then point out the factual inaccuracies as you sing it. Yes. And also, I would recommend if you are aspiring artists out there, uh, A, get in touch with us at our website, SOTWpod.com. Uh, SOTWpod everywhere, because we are, as we always say, a real podcast. But if you are an artist and you think that you can do what Bob Dylan does, I recommend you write some verses with some of the animals that we had or maybe animals of your own yeah. and submit it to us. Give us some stuff because we, you know, we might try something like that as well. Somewhere down send the line. us your song. Your send cover. us your song so we can play it and then become rich and famous. That or just send us words through Twitter or or Gmail. SOTW pod everything. Yeah, please talk to us, please. Yeah, just tell us how we're doing. You know, tell us what <laughs> animal touched you the most. Well, phrasing. Was it the cow with the milk? Oh God, it's so bad. I ate it. Oh, man. So now we are at a cool 519. Kelly, oh, this is the best part I of the show. I swear to God, that was the same number as last time. I think you're just doing that thing where you're secretly adding songs. It wasn't. It was time. 520 last time. Do you know how I know? Because it's 519 this time. Right. What's your guess? Right. Uh, 342. 342. It was 267. So 342. You know, every time you repeat the number that I said, I think for a second. Oh, it would have been our first album. Not our first. Sorry. Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, really? it would have been our third album God, fourth <laughs> album but this wow i can't get this right no because we've like literally done triplicate dylan, dylan and, and the dead, dead planet waves yep. yeah, so it would have been fourth okay fine it's not that exciting anymore uh it would have been a great album though i think the first one that i would have really enjoyed sorry to the rest of the albums out there i like planet waves i'm being a dick for no reason <laughs> infidels 1983 is infidels so this is right the album after the born again you know the trilogy if you will of those records I ride or die for this album in that it's not very good and it would have been one of his best records if he had not second-guessed himself with the songs he chose not to put on, such as one of my favorites of all time, Foot of Pride, and the last song of this podcast, Blind Willie McTell. Oh so, God. oh, I kind of wish we had that future. Sorry, man. Damn it. All right, so it's 267. 
See, this is the worst part. When you get something so good and then you got to go see what's up. 267 <laughs> is Dear Landlord off of 1967's classic John Wesley Harding. Dear Landlord is something we were talking about today, about how much money we pay in rent, uh, yeah. trying to figure some shit out. So this song, I think, um, kind of resonates with... It's apropos. You know, it's weird how Bob Dylan can do that, right? These songs that just touch your lives. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to be back next week, episode 24. We're almost to a milestone. 25 is really like... For no reason, just kind of like it just that. feels right. It feels right. It's the quarter of something. Yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna have some special stuff. I think going on for twenty five. Oh, so way to overpromise. No, we're not overpromising. It's gonna be pretty fun. I've already got some stuff oh, in mind. Nice. But anyways, dear landlord. Then at that point, we'll pick episode twenty five, which is pretty pretty big. I think. Yeah. All right, so we'll be back next week, as always, on Mondays. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Catch us on Thursday. Catch us on Thursday for um. Mix up confusion of and this episode. Friday for for Game of Thrones. <laughs> we don't know what the title of that episode is going to be, so see you later. Bye. Bye. Don't mess me up this time.